the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. Representing opposite of all things is my lovely co-host, sidekick, producer Ramon B. Country Music Award. Country. I just wanted to <laughs> get that get out, out of the way. way. Just get it out of the just, way. Just uh, right at the top. Well, just get it out of the way. CMA. We've got it. That's done. Now, so we can, I can just edit that in later now, on. Now, you're else. a music uh, listener, aren't I you? I have heard let's, a song or two let's, in let's, my day. I think, I think the fans of the show are dying to know what your musical tastes are. So what would you say? I'm going to ask you uh, first, what is your favorite? Is rock and roll your genre? Well, let me speak to both of our fans. Uh, I would say, no, rock and roll is not really at the top of the oh, list. Okay, what's your favorite song of all time? Oh, see, you can't do that now. That's a that's a whole yeah, different. Of course, ballgame. I can. I'm in charge of the show. Uh, suppose. Um, well, I have to go by genre. Then. Well, no, yeah, pick pick a song. Pick a song. One song. I'm gonna have to say it's probably. The one that brings me the most joy. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be it. <laughs> that Sorry. doesn't count. But okay, mine, mine is Roundabout by Yes. Are you familiar with that song? I am not. I'm familiar, I'm familiar with the group Yes. I want you to listen to it. It's got everything. Okay. Now, what's, your favorite, what's your favorite album of all time? Okay, I'm going to go with Grateful Dead, Terrapin Station. Again. That's an amazing... That, an amazing that's, album. That's you know just a. It's a lot going out on of there. my genre there, but yeah, I get. That's all right. Have you ever been to a Grateful Dead concert? No, I've seen Not their stickers on plenty of vehicles. Yeah, I was a big Deadhead. Were you? Yeah, I know. You have the tie dye and all that stuff. Uh, no, I was never. I don't think that flatters me. Tie dye. No, no, I don't like tie dye. I think I, I don't think like tie dye. I look good on you. I think. No, today as of today, it would look great <laughs> no. on you. Harley shirts and Levi's was my jam, if you want to. Know. Oh wow! Using yeah. that, uh, using think, that youthful I think vernacular. Bikers there. and and uh, the Grateful Dead go together. Bikers and Bob Seger go together. Bob Seger music is the quintessential biker music. I'm talking about Harley Davidsons, not some plastic Honda thing or something like that. Not that I'm judgmental. Why do I think I always think of of uh, that? Uh, Steppenwolf for bikers. Yeah, that's uh, biker music. Yeah, Steppenwolf. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that the biggest drum solo ever? I think that? so. <laughs> yes. 
Well, again, we digress. Again, we're we older than everybody, and we've now proven well, it. Well, again. I, what I, were I, the kids? Now, I'm very hip for an old guy. I've got Iggy Azalea on my playlist. Do you really? Of course. How did you trip you know, across I, I am a fan of the new, what the kids listen to. I Is am. that right? I am. How many... Uh, how many kids do you hang around with and say that's I don't a hang cool around. No, I, the kids nauseate me. I don't want to hang around with them. But the music is is. I, I listen to all types all types of music except jazz. I don't listen to that. If jazz want, can if be you a want little, to put a party out of business and put on a jazz album. That can be a little confusing, but very uh, confusing. I'm plenty of fans for jazz. Oh, by the way, have you seen this show on the TV? We're reviewing on TV the TV show. on really? the TV. Do you have the TV with <laughs> the, the clicker? TV. Yeah, that the thing? clicker. Yeah. Yes. So the uh, they have this show, the eighteen eighty three. Have you seen that? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Oh my heavens! No, I have not. It's wonderful. wonderful. What's it about? Eighteen eighty three. It's you know? about a Civil War uh, captain. Uh, hooking up with a Union captain, and they're taking these immigrants from Europe. I don't know what country they're from, but they're like gypsies in uh, Europe. They talk funny, you know, like people from <laughs> Europe talk funny. And they're taking them on the, across the, like the Oregon Trail. They're going, oh. they're heading to Oregon, where I just was. By that's the way, that's right. Yeah, so that's uh, that would have been uh, a living hell. I would imagine, and, that wasn't and, and a lot of people die along the way. Which always makes for good TV. People croaking, you know, Indians shooting them with arrows and bandits. They have bandits for you know, and then they have these. Oh, this is what's neat is they have these little cameo, cameo appearances by famous stars. Okay, like, like Tom Hanks shows up. Oh, is that right? Billy Bob, you know, uh-huh, Billy, Billy Bob, Bob Thornton. Thornton. He kills a bunch of people. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm addicted to this show, so I, I love it. All right. Well, let's talk about real estate. What have we been talking about for the last several weeks? Uh, and by the way, if you're new to the podcast, go back to the oldest episodes that are available. I believe there's a – we've done we, – you know, we're coming up on episode 250 here. We're getting very close. It's a milestone. Very close. Uh, but I think you can only see the most recent or hear the most recent 100 episodes on most platforms. Is that true? Do you know anything about this? You know about the dials and the gizmos. Yeah, and, but you no, know I haven't seen it on these. TV. Have you so ever listened know. to a podcast in your I, life? I'm only this one. <laughs> this is the only one I ever listened to. Is that to. true? Yes, because I'm paid to sit here and well, listen to Well, I know, it, yes. and endure it. But have you never listened to a podcast? Oh, sure. Oh, you have? Okay, yeah. Okay. And what are they? What what genre is that? Well, I like the uh, I like uh, David Spade and uh, Dana Carvey's oh, that's podcast. Good. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you hear Spade mention a lot of... His uh, growing up in Scottsdale. As he a went kid. to Saguaro High School. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's funny. They're, they're they're both very entertaining. Yeah, folks. he looks like the guy you'd buy weed from in high school. Still, <laughs> he still looks like he's in high school now that he's my age. So, um, uh, what was I going to talk about? Okay, so look, we're going to talk about pricing. Oh my goodness! So we're we're uh, again we're. We're in a market now where it has changed recently. So a year and a half ago, you could have sold houses for way more than you can now. And again, that's probably a long-term trend. So um, the fearless agent pricing presentation fixes all that. But there are some aware – oh, no, wait. We have to do the headlines of the day. We completely forgot. You know what? I didn't forget about it, but I figured I'd wait You were trying to gloss over it? No, I would never. I've got paper. I would never gloss over such excitement. This is an actual study. Uh, A study. 
found that standing too much at work is bad for you. Earlier research, by the way, said that sitting too much at work for you, you and I can agree that work is bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Let's get rid of that. Right there. I'm going to get rid of yep. that. Thoroughly filed. Get rid of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't need any of that anymore. All right. So pricing, uh, back to real estate, we're going to talk about pricing. So what? One awareness, I think there are some pricing awarenesses that people have to have. So uh, one awareness is an overpriced listing is worse than no listing at all. Okay. Now, you may say, oh, no, I have that overpriced listing. My sign is up and, you know, even though it's getting rusty and bent and, you know, the wind has half knocked it over, I'm still getting calls from buyers and stuff like that. Well, that that's one way to look at it, perhaps. Another way to look at it would be that an overpriced listing is worse than no listing at all. Another uh, pricing awareness is that there are no problems with your listing that the right price won't fix. So if you have a listing that's not selling, I say, you know, I think your uh, listing is overpriced. They go, oh, no, it's just it's in the wrong neighborhood. Oh, that's easy. Just move the house to the nicer neighbor. No, I can't do that. Well, then lower the price. Well, no, it's not. It's just not. You know, it's it's not. It's lower square footage than the others. Oh, that's easy. Then just add some square footage. Oh no, I can't do that. Well, then lower the price. Yeah, there are no problems with your listing that the right price won't fix. Another pricing awareness. Fearless agent pricing awareness is that if your listing isn't selling. You only have two options. So option number one is lower the price. Option number two is lower the price. But at least you have options. That's the good news, okay? And then the other pricing awareness that all fearless agents know is that when you are choosing the asking price, you are not choosing how much you will get. You are choosing how long you will wait to get what you're going to get anyway. So when you're choosing the asking price, you are not choosing how much you're going to get because if you were, you would just, you know, pick 50 googillion dollars and I'm a googillionaire, right? When you're choosing the asking price, you're not choosing how much you're going to get because that has already been determined by God or the market. When you're choosing the asking price, you are not choosing how much you're going to get. You are choosing how long you're going to wait to get what you're going to get anyway. And by the way, in a market like this, the longer you wait, the less you're going to get. So the quicker the house sells, the more you're going to get, which is counterintuitive to some agents and and some uh, sellers. But Houses that sell very quickly sell for way more money than the houses that take a long time to sell, and there really are no exceptions to that. So what is the secret to sales? The secret to sales is you have this elaborate setup that leads to one magic question that has no wrong answer and you already know the answer. So Floyd Wickman – 
my mentor, taught me that. You know, I would be watching Floyd and I'd say, he is doing some, he is, he was unlike any other sales trainer I had ever seen in my life. I don't know, these other nitwits that I've seen in the real estate industry that call themselves sales trainers, I don't know what that baloney was they were doing, but it had nothing to do with sales, I can tell you that. It's snappy comebacks, clever comebacks, whatever, but it's not sales. So what Floyd would always do is set you up, set you up, set you up, set you up, and then ask you the magic question that, of course, there is no wrong answer to because the setup was correct. So that's that's the – oh, my. Did you hear my phone ring? Did you hear that ring? I did. I had left my phone on. That's crazy. Wow. He was a telemarketer asking me if I want to sell my house probably. You should say yes. So um, – it's like an IQ test. Would you like to take an IQ test with me? I've done it online. Let's pretend. <laughs> and I'm a, How'd that turn I out? I am a genius, according so, to the internet. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. What kind of questions were they asking you in the IQ test online? Name. Your name? My age. Oh, they're trying to mail you stuff. And apparently, they're trying to hack into your bank uh, account. I'm brilliant, apparently. I was able to answer <laughs> yes. those questions correctly. <laughs> My bank account is empty, but I'm a genius. Your social yeah. security number. For That's some right. reason, I don't know how that factors I in. Don't, I don't know either, but somehow they work it in there to do the calculation. So uh, let's say we're trying to um, figure out the pricing on your house, Ramon. Um, and this is an IQ test, okay? So you do not want to get this wrong. Okay. All right. No pressure. IQ test is what we're doing here on the on the topic of pricing, but you don't want to get it wrong. Okay. Now let's say we had your house for sale and we had many many offers. Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? That'd be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's say you never had a single offer ever. Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? That would be very very. Hmm, let me see. Carry the two. Bad. Right. Oh, I knew I could do now, it. Now, what's the one way we could guarantee that you would never, ever get any offers if we're choosing pricing? Never get any right. offers. Right. Have the price too high. I'm going to have to coach him here. Please. Yeah. Have the That's right. Have the price way too high. Now, what's the one way we could guarantee that we would have way too many offers? Too low. Right. Come on now. So it sounds, it sounds like you are recommending that we underprice your house. And by the way, I agree with you. But let me show you how we should do that. So the, uh, the idea of the elaborate setup, when you're not dealing with this, this kind of crap that I have to put up with, is that you make it their idea to do the right thing. So that's, that's always the way that goes. So, so um, you know, Floyd, he, he had this uh, – deal he would do called the dilemma dialogue. So occasionally you, you're booking an appointment uh, and you ask the – if you're a fearless agent, you would ask the million-dollar question. So if you're, you've, you've booked the appointment and then you, you say, you know, I got to do a little homework about your house, uh, so I got some questions to ask you. How many bedrooms does your house have? And they go, well, it has three bedrooms. And how many bathrooms do you have? Well, it has two bathrooms. Uh, do, do you have a pool? No, we don't have a pool. And I'm asking them a series of questions. Family room, like, you know, dining room, kitchen, what are the features? And then I 
sneak in this question. I say, if you were going to win a million dollars by guessing correctly, what price realistically do you think a buyer would pay for your house? And they say, oh, uh, I don't know. Well, if you did know, what would the answer be? Uh, 375000 OK. Uh, does your house have a covered patio on the back of the house? Yeah. Does it have uh, a yard with grass in it and, and a fence around the yard? Yeah. And then I keep asking them a series of questions. And then I, at the end, I say, you know what? Um, I, I could look this up, but you probably know. Uh, do you owe money on your house or do you own it free and clear? Oh, no, we owe money on it. Okay, I could look this up, but you probably know. Uh, roughly, how much do you owe? Well, we owe about eh, 200 Okay, so it's got to be – it's either a little more than 200 or a little less. Well, it's a little less. Okay, so I'll put 200 down. So now I've got everything I need to do a complete market analysis. I, I've got everything I need to estimate the net when I get there. Uh, and then I do my market analysis. So write down 375, SPO, seller's price opinion, based on the answer to the million-dollar question. They think their house is worth 375. Now, in those rare occasions, and I know this almost never happens to you guys out there, but on those rare occasions that your CMA comes out to be less, I know this almost never happens but a little bit less than what they said their answer to the million-dollar question was, and you, let's say, come up with 350 then the dilemma dialogue is perfect for that. Now, if your number and their number is the same, you don't need any of this crap that I'm about to teach you. But Floyd came up with this, and this embodies everything about the elaborate setup. It's the most perfect example of how sales is supposed to be done correctly. So – I go over, I'm meeting with Mr. and Mrs. Seller, and uh, I know they they think their house is worth 375. I think it's worth 350, and I'm probably right. And uh, we get to the end of the listing presentation, and I say, so in a nutshell, that's my philosophy of helping you make the buyer grossly overpay, help you net after all expenses are paid tens of thousands of extra dollars that you could never get any other way, would you say that's definitely what you're looking for? And they say, yes, of course. And I say, okay. So if we can agree on a price, is it fair to say that uh, we're going to get the ball rolling tonight? And they say, oh, Bob, you're the guy. We've talked to other agents. You're much better. We, we, we want to do business with you. Okay. So if we can agree on a price, is it fair to say we're going to get the ball rolling tonight? They go, yeah, we're ready tonight. Okay, good. Well, uh, before we talk price, I've got a little bit of a dilemma, you know. Can I share that with you? And they say, yeah, of course. I said, well, um, you know, I, uh, I know you know this, but we do this thing called comps, you know. And I know you know why we do comps. We're, we're finding other homes that have sold uh, recently – in the same area to try to, you know, prove value, what the value is of your house. Now, um, now there's some good news here, okay? The great news is I was able to find other comparable properties. So we're not going to have to guess at your price. So that's the good news. Uh, 
But I did run into one little snag, and that was, you know, when we were on the phone talking, I had asked you what you thought a buyer would pay for your house, and you told me three seventy-five. Okay, now that caused a little bit of a of a problem because I went back to the MLS, I cross-referenced it every way I could, and I could not come anywhere close to the three seventy-five. But that's not my dilemma. My dilemma is when I was driving over here tonight, I am thinking to myself, do I tell Mr. and Mrs. Seller the truth and uh, knowing that you – do I lie to you? When I'm driving over here tonight, do I lie to you? In other words, tell you what you want to hear knowing that I'm going to have to let you down later. Or do I tell you the truth, in other words, be honest, uh, knowing that I might lose the listing to another agent who, well, might not be honest. So I decided I'm going to leave it entirely up to you. Do you want me to lie to you or level with you? So almost always they would say, oh, no, we want you to be honest. Okay. Now, again, the 350 is not wildly different than the 375. When they told me 375, they knew it was 350 probably, and they were just hoping that it would sway me up or something like that. So that's that is that embodies every part of the elaborate setup that leads to one magic question that has no wrong answer. Now, if they say no, we want you to lie to us. I say, okay, it's going to be four fifty because you ain't going to get either one anyway, right? So it really wouldn't matter. So again, if you if you give that little trial close for the listing, and then you say, before we talk price, I've got a dilemma. You explain why you do the comps. Uh, hit them with the good news, explain how you tried to confirm their price, but you couldn't come anywhere close to it. And, you know, again, that's not my dilemma. And then ask them if they if you want me to lie or level. Uh, and then Floyd uh, had a pricing uh, thing called the Wholesale Retail Pyramid, which was pretty amazing. Uh, now, I developed the um, Fearless Agent Pricing Presentation, which I would argue is better, and I think you would agree. Um, so I wanted – what I wanted to do is have every seller say to me – by the way, I, I sold my own house. So I listed it with a realtor, paid her 7 percent, and I told her, I said, what I want you to do is uh, – we're going to pick this price and then every two weeks, I want you to lower the price. And it was in a, a very slow market, OK? I said, every two weeks, I want you to lower the price by 5000 And we were in like the $165,000 price range back then. This was many years ago. So if you – and I want you to keep lowering the price until – you get – it was like every week or something. She would lower the price by 5000 and until you get multiple offers. When you get multiple offers, I want you to bid them up and when you – after you bid them up, then you tell me what the highest offer is and I don't want you to tell me about any offers until that happens. And again, I'm the seller and I'm a realtor so I can tell her to do that. Um, and then uh, – then I'll decide to sell my house 
or keep it forever. But those would be my choices, you know. So we do that. Uh, it works fantastically. I end up selling my house for way, way more than it was worth. The winning bidder happened to be a realtor lady. She was very glad that she got to be the winning bidder and grossly overpaid. And I said, oh, my gosh, um, that worked fantastic. And she said, my agent, she said, that really did work fantastic. I said, well, if – I said, when you go to sell your house, are you going to do that? And she said, I am going to do that. And she ultimately did. Um, I said, well, if it's a good idea for me and it's a good idea for you, why don't we do that for all of our, our customers? And she said, because you can't talk them into it. And I said, really? Me? I think I think I can. I said, I'm going to go to work on that. So for three months, what I did was I, I wrote down um, on a three-by-five card every dumb idea that had to do with pricing, every objection that people ever have about pricing, um, everything I never wanted to hear from a seller ever again about pricing. And then I wrote down these little vignettes, I would call them, that uh, happened to be on on the topic of pricing. Like I would, I would say things to people that, um, you know, when they'd have an objection or something. I'd say, and I wrote all those down, and then I put them in a logical order, strung them together, and designed the uh, fearless agent pricing presentation. And again, the the essence of it is that one pricing awareness that when you're choosing the asking price, you're not choosing how much you will get. You are choosing how long you will wait to get what you're going to get anyway. So that's the undeniable truth of pricing. So that's that's one part of the one vignette of it. Uh, and then I put it all together. I showed it to her and she said, you know, um, I think that might actually work. So I said, okay, well, we're going to try it. So I try it on the very, the very first seller, and they said, yeah, let's do it. Let's underprice our house. I tried it on the next seller. They go, yeah, let's do it. Let's underprice our house. I tried it on the next seller, and they said, uh, who else does this? I said, nobody. I invented it. They go, yeah, let's do it. And every seller wanted to underprice their house. I had every seller asking me, to underprice their house, which was the purpose of the fearless agent pricing presentation. And it worked every single time. So in an upcoming episode of the fearless agent podcast, we will be talking about the fearless agent pricing presentation. And next week, I think we're going to be talking about Floyd's wholesale retail pyramid. So uh, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Uh, by the way, if any of the stuff we say makes sense, please give me a call at 480-385-8810. Uh, just call me up and say, hey, Bob, let's do a complimentary coaching call. I never close you at the end, by the way. I don't need to sell the coaching. You'll know if it's right for you or not, or I'll tell you it's right for you or not, and you can you can choose to do whatever you will. Uh, so there will be no uh, high pressure or anything like that. We don't need to do that here at Fearless Agent. So go to uh, fearlessagent.com, go to uh, the banner at the top on the right-hand side, click on the free webinar, watch that. 
then give me a call. And if you're an owner of a real estate company and you happen to be, happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, and you are also open to the idea of having some help with that, go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com, watch that video, and then give me a call. And until next week, I want you to uh, give us a five-star review of this podcast, if you would, on whatever platform you're on. Until next week, do what we always – oh, subscribe to fearlessagent.tv and our podcast if you haven't already. And then until next week, do what we always do. Always have fun. Ramon, you're going to stay humble? I will try. You have to. Okay. Be fearless. Thanks, John. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.